every American citizen must have an equal right to vote. The administration of elections is primarily a state and local responsibility. Whether you voted for the very first time or waited in line for a very long time, by the way, we have to fix that. Welcome to High Turnout, Wide Margins. This is Brianna Lennon. I'm the County Clerk of Boone County, Missouri, and with me is my co-host. Eric Fay, Director of Elections in St. Louis County, Missouri. And today we're really excited to talk to Bill Werngren. He is the Director of the Elections Committee for Gothenburg, Sweden, and he's going to be talking to us about how elections are run in Sweden. And first, we always ask, how did you first get interested and involved in elections in the first place? Well, I started, uh, I started uh, working in polling stations, actually. I've been uh, serving my city now for uh, a little bit more than 40 years. And uh, when I was young, I, I started working in, in polling station and uh, had, I think I had done that for like five times or something. And at the same time, I worked at the city hall office in Gothenburg, which is basically where I have been all the time. And uh, uh, one of the directors at the uh, city hall office, uh, that's the, the city hall in Sweden. It maybe works a little bit different, but that is uh, sort of the uh, office of the executive committee and the executive committee in a city like Gothenburg, they are politicians and they have a, a whole lot of uh, civil servants that are serving them. So uh, anyway, one of the directors at the city hall office told me that the uh, job as the director for the election committee was available. And it was kind of uh, reserved for me <laughs> so and that's how it started basically so I've been the director of the election committee in the city of Gothenburg for uh, 20 years now yeah and uh, I just uh, a couple of months ago I resigned uh, but that was planned, so it's not that <laughs> because I'm I'm uh, retiring after the next election, the next major election here in Sweden, which is uh, next fall in September 2022. The and the person who is sort of taking my work, my job after me, that was also planned. So so uh, uh, everything uh, sort of worked out as we planned. The woman who is taking the director job after me has been working together with me since 2006. She's a bit younger than me. The, I've been involved internationally. We did a thing, I was actually invited as a speaker to a conference that then IACRAT and now IGO had in uh, 2008 in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, I think it was. And uh, 
I was invited as a speaker because we, when we had the general elections here in Sweden 2006, we did a, a thing that was quite unique in the world actually. We let all the kids in the city between the ages of five and 12 vote. Uh, they were voting on the how a streetcar should be painted. So they got three alternatives. So one was a ghost tram, if they wanted it painted as a ghost tram, and one was a jungle tram, and the other one was the third one was a space tram. So we gave them ballot papers that looked exactly the same in the same size as the adults uh, use when they are voting. But instead of a party name, there was a, a painted uh, tram on the on the ballot paper. Fourteen thousand kids voted, so it was a major success. And we we even did uh, voting boats for them. So we sort of you know we have voting boats for adults. So we just uh, uh, scaled them down so they fit kids. It was a great, uh, pe people were actually calling from all over the world because we did an international press release about it. Uh, I mean, there were papers from Australia and, and a guy from the uh, Central Election Authority in Nepal called me. <laughs> so anyway, I was invited with, to uh, talk about this at the uh, IACRAT conference in 2008. And since then, I've been a member in sort of a kind of an international committee. I've been in several places here in Europe during elections also, of course. Can you kind of give an overview of how the election infrastructure is in Sweden? Is it all centralized? Do you get authority at the city level to be able to do things or how does it all work yeah we have a central a sort of a central election authority which cover the whole country but in sweden we have also 297 communities we call them commune in sweden but that is that could be a big city or a more rural area and they all have a sort of a local parliament. They have to have an election committee by default. The central election committee that covers the whole of Sweden, they set up some rules and stuff, but it's basically the local election authorities that sort of conduct the elections that operate it uh, as a whole. We get a lot of stuff uh, like ballot papers and things from the central election authority, but uh, we have to arrange uh, everything. And we decide where to put polling places. We, we, you can vote before the election day here in Sweden. And you don't need uh, to have sort of a special reason for that. Uh, like in some parts of the US, you can just vote before the election day if you want to do that. And it's the local authorities that take care of that too. But it's centralized in a way that we sort of feed an electronic system with information about all of the communities. They have to uh, sort of feed this electronic system with information about where the polling stations are and uh, that kind of stuff. 
and the central election authority, they produce what we call a voting card, which is posted to every person who is liable to vote if he or she is 18 years on the election day. And it's all centralist. Swedes are very good at statistic and organizing things. So uh, people are not afraid of uh, being in a register in the same way as in US. But this, the system, I mean, the way you vote is totally, and the way we, we count the votes are totally manual. So we don't use any electronic stuff for the voting process as a, as a voter. We, we do everything by hand. So every vote, uh, let's say here in Gothenburg, we have uh, on this upcoming election, we are going to have 410 uh, voting districts. And every district consists of around 1,500, let's say 1,500 voters. And each of them have a, a destination place where to go on election day. And they have a, a paper register for that particular voting place. So when you, you come to your polling station, you pick uh, the party you, you would like to vote for, put it in, in an envelope and leave it to the people behind the desk. And they mark you in the paper register. When the voting station is closed, they empty the box, open all the envelopes, count them, and call in the res result. So it's uh, manually, and uh, everything is counted one more time by the state authority. So it's, uh, I mean, people think of Sweden, and that's right as well. I mean, we are very much uh, progressive in IT and uh, uh, everything. We have everything like that. We have probably most computer per capita in the world. But when it comes to election, we are still on Stone Age. <laughs> so I assume, Bill, you and your colleagues, all the election commissioners from the various communities across Sweden, I'm assuming there's, there are conferences or meetings uh, from time to time amongst those folks. I'm curious, what do you all talk about? What are your main challenges? What do you try to work out amongst yourselves? We had a national conference by teams this week, actually. The major problem here in Sweden with many of the problems that we have at polling stations and, and the station where you vote before the election day, they are related to the ballot papers because there are so many of them. And it's, uh, it's really a problem. We, we produce uh, ballot papers in the size of A6, you know what format, if you fold uh, A4 paper two more times, then you have the size of our ballot papers. And uh, we produce 700 million of them. And, and we, have, we have like 7 million voters. If you want to vote for a party, you take one ballot paper with that particular party's name on it. Uh, we have basically nine political parties for the moment that counts, and they are, have seats in the, in the parliaments. But we also have hundreds 
of other parties that don't reach up to the 4% that you have to have of the vote to get a seat in the parliament. So it's a, it's really a mess and it's a complicated system. And because of the, you, you, when you come into a polling place, you basically can have like a wall of ballot papers in front of you. And many people, it's so many of them. So it's, it's sort of hard to find the one that you want to vote for. That's the main problem. That's what we talk about. Change in the Swedish system is very robust. So it's it's very hard because we don't use any electronic equipment and stuff. So it's it's hard to to sort of cheat with that system that we have for the moment. And people are used to it in a way. And the political parties, they are very, it takes so long time to change anything in the, because the, the politicians are afraid or whatever it is to change it. Another big problem is that you can actually uh, change your mind in the Swedish system. If you go to a library and vote uh, a week before election day, you can actually go to your polling stations uh, on election day and ask, tell them that you want to vote back. And then you can vote again. So you can, can regret what you have. That means that it works like this. If, if you vote in Stockholm and your polling station is in Gothenburg, your vote is uh, sort of posted to your original voting station. That's because that's where the register is. That's how we mark that you have been voted. But uh, the polling station on election day, they are not allowed to put your vote in before eight o'clock. So it's, it's still there in an envelope until eight o'clock. So that means that you can go to the polling station and get your vote back. And that's a, that's a huge problem. Do you have to start over every time trying to like recruit them or is it something that they all know so they reserve time? No, we have uh, around 3000 polling workers uh, on election day. Around uh, 75% of them stay to the next election. Normally, we have elections here uh, every fifth and every fourth year. We, we vote for the uh, European Parliament every fifth year and for the, the Swedish general elections every fourth year. We have this thing, it's also discussed a lot because we vote uh, on both the Swedish Parliament and on the uh, region level and on a municipality level on the same day. So that means we have to have ballot papers for all of these different elections. So uh, polling workers, yeah, basically we have to recruit around 25, 30% of them every election. And just out of curiosity, Bill, how much do you pay your, the workers at your polling stations? I think if you are the chair in a, we have a chair in every polling station and we have a wise chair and the chair is paid around $400 for one day. How much do you pay? Not nearly that much. 
I, really? I think mo most American election officials would have much less trouble recruiting uh, workers if they paid $400 a day. <laughs> I thought you paid more, actually. No, uh, at least in, in our case in St. Louis, depending on how much training the, the workers attend prior to the election, it can get up to about $200, but that's about the maximum. I think we pay, if, you, if, if you're new, we pay something like uh, uh, $250. And if you're a wise uh, chair in the polling station, it's something like 350 and 400 for the chair. And are you responsible for, for training these workers prior to the election? Yeah. How much training do they receive? It's around two to three hours. And we try to organize it. So there is always uh, trying to get a mix of new ones and people who have been serving before at every at every location. The locations that you use, do you get cooperation from them pretty easily, or they do you have to pay them to to use their space? We mostly use schools and and uh, different kinds of buildings that are owned by the city, and we don't. Uh, pay anything for for them that's about let's say that's about 70 to 80 percent of all the location we do we we use but sometimes we we have to rent sort of a private building or then we need to pay them and uh, if they are owned by the like universities the universities in sweden are sort of owned by the state and they are pretty expensive <laughs> Yeah, I think we have one that we pay for on election day, uh, close to $5,000 last year. Uh, University of uh, Commerce and Econom Economics. And, and we, I think we paid some, and we, we could place, it's a huge building, so we could place like six districts in the same building. So Bill, people in your position who are, and, and what's your title again? Before I was the director of the election committee, and now I'm just a senior advisor. Okay. People in your position across Sweden, they're, like you said, appointed by the municipal council of sorts. Do you serve in a nonpartisan basis? Are you allowed to be involved in party politics? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm totally uh, uh, neutral, so I'm, I'm not appointed by a party or anything like that. I, I have a board which consists of members from all the parties that have seats in the municipal parliament. And uh, they consider us as very strict, neutral. We have to uh, treat every party the same, and uh, we are very strict. I, I tell my board, because after every election, I get sort of new people in the board. And I tell them, just because of the trust uh, thing, I haven't voted myself for 20 years, which is the first thing I tell my board. I just don't care about politics, at least not publicly. It's very strict. And you are not allowed to wear pins, you know, with party symbols when you work in the polling station either. And I, th I think that the voters are uh, sort of, uh, we have, a, we have a, a quite amount of uh, trust among the voters for the system itself. It's interesting you bring up 
the subject of trust, because what I wanted to ask you about next, as you mentioned, you have been very active in IACRIOT and now IGO, the International Association of Government Officials, which is based in the United States. And a lot of American election officials are members of that organization. So you attend these conferences and you're uh, well acquainted with you know, kind of what's been going on in American election administration since the 2020 election. And I'm curious from your vantage point as a Swedish election official, how do you feel about some of the things you've been, you've been seeing in American elections, uh, especially you know, after the national election last year? Well, I've met so many so local election officials in my career, and, and uh, I don't have any doubt when it comes to the election system that you have, which can differ from state to state. And I don't have any doubt about the people who are sort of conducting the elections and all the polling workers that are out there. I mean, the discussion about the elections, I mean, that was sort of, uh, and the discussion about the results that was a result of uh, the social media and lies and uh, didn't have anything to do with the election system as it is. Social media and media overall are playing a, a huge role in sort of the perception that people get of the election system and, and it affects the trust that they have in, in the system. And, and uh, I think that, I mean, there was so many strange and stupid things being said. And that is one of the things that we are going to be much more aware of and uh, there was a lot of discussion on that seminar that you led in in uh, in new york as well and uh, it's it's very important being in a position like mine to to sort of scan the internet what's going on what kind of rumors uh, is it out there what can i do as an election official to sort of take care of these false rumors and uh, that's what I think. So I don't think, maybe in America, but I, I actually don't think that people here in Sweden, generally speaking, has been, have a lower trust in the election system. And that's mainly because it, all, the, all the rumors came from a source that isn't very much liked up here, so to speak. I'd like to know if there's anything from your now whole career of experience in Sweden, observing European elections, you've observed American elections, you know a lot of American election officials. If Bill Werngren had the magic wand to kind of do something with elections, is there anything now from your experience that you'd like to see happen? Or you wish that people would know about elections? Education, of the pulling workers is uh, is essential, I think, and and uh, sort of make them aware of what they are actually doing, and explain for them that you're actually a part of taking care of our democracy. That is one thing that I wish that we could sort of get out to the people who are many of those people are so uh, of the 
polling workers, they are so dedicated uh, in the work they that are doing, but not everyone is. And I think that's a, that's the most important to get people to understand how important their work, even if just uh, heading out envelopes or every simple task in the polling station is very important to the whole process. And through knowledge and uh, professional uh, behavior in the polling station, we, we get that trust that we need for the system itself. We have a long tradition here in Sweden. So you can actually, when the polling station is closed, they have to open the door when the counting starts. So people are allowed to sort of watch the counting in every polling station. So an, an open system, which I think, I mean, Sweden is such a small country, to see people when they are actually counting all these uh, ballot papers and to watch it, which is hard to do when you, when you deal with an electronic thing. I, we can, if we say a party has got 57 votes, we can actually hold up 57 polling papers. Here they are, an open, transparent system and a professional behavior from polling workers that are well-educated. That's uh, a, few, a few keys for you guys. <laughs> As we mentioned before, you've been involved in IGO for a number of years. You know, it's interesting that a European election official would, would be so involved in an organization like that, but you keep coming back. What value as a Swedish election official, as a European election official, do you get from participating in that organization? Well, Eric, let me tell you one thing. There is always something to learn. There's, or I haven't been on one conference with IACROT or IGO where I've always got something to bring back home. And I hope some of you guys have has got something from me. I think that the international sort of uh, cooperation in uh, election issues uh, and among election nerds, we, which we are, uh, is very, very important to benchmark and uh, doing that kind of stuff. And it's very important for the trust that we know how other countries are doing this or other counties or municipalities or cities. It's very important. You always learn something, always something to, that was a really good idea. I mean, I, I, I remember one time we were in uh, Orange County in California. They are marvelous. I mean, they are so good at what they are doing, so professional. And they started a, a student academy for young people who want to become uh, election uh, uh, workers. That was a really good idea, just to, to mention one of hundreds. I mean, there it seems like there's a lot of opportunities to get involved. You have a lot of election workers for each election and things like that. Over the years, how have you found people to work with you? How did you find the person that is going to be taking over for you? Do most people start as election workers and then kind of bring in? Do they start in a different field of government and then decide they want to work in elections? 
the people because we have uh, had uh, on the election office we have had sort of a generation shift because uh, the three of us who were the heads of the organization we we pretty much uh, are, are retiring not the same year but almost so we have three new people and they have been involved with us uh, involved uh, with us for uh, a couple of years now and they are i mean elections is so important and i mean if you work in in uh, the city of Gothenburg this is probably one of the best job that you can have and that's what i'm i'm telling my board because i mean the to arrange the election is a, is a is a task for every city or municipality but that is sort of the foundation of the whole city if we didn't have democratic elections it's over in a way it's the finest job that you can have as a public service official and that's what i've been telling my people for many years probably could be one reason why they stay and they are well paid as well <laughs> all right everybody that was another episode of high turnout wide margins a huge thanks to bill warngren for for joining us from sweden and for sharing his perspective with us we hope you enjoyed it we hope you listen next time to high turnout wide margins